Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. Psalm 136, verse 26. So, uh... What I write here in terms of this particular, the end of this psalm, I think this is the last, uh, yes, this is the last uh, line of the psalm. That's 11 days that we've been in the 136th psalm. I write, give thanks to God, because, of course, that keeps coming up in, on every line of the psalm. And I write, God's love for us begins with the creation of man, Adam and, and the woman Eve. Despite the betrayal of the one who loves them, God remains steadfast through the wreckage of human history. When we trace back through the biblical story, we see God's hand at work pointing to and beyond the cross. Yeah, the, the psalmist has put this together in such a brilliant way that the beginning of creation and all of these aspects of God's redemptive interaction and then the last stanza of this uh, poem, hymn, is like fast unwinding, quick phrases, reversing what he has just talked about, giving them in summary form. He, he, the psalmist doesn't want us to miss this response, which you've captured so well in your description of the this verse, that we shouldn't miss the response of the congregation to each of these declarations, his uh, steadfast love endures forever. Uh, that steadfast love keeps coming up in the Psalms uh, repeatedly over and over. Uh, it's a, an attempt and repetition to pound into our heart to always view our world and our circumstances through this grid. Uh, I've often said uh, nothing comes to us except through the filters of God's love. And that's really what the psalmist is saying here. Uh, all these things have happened around us, but the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. I think it's one of the, uh, I, I came uh, in my uh, personal background, I came from a very different place than you did, Chuck, because you were on to this uh, way before I was. Although I think that when I was a young boy, I, I certainly felt the presence of God in so many different ways in my life, but I abandoned that uh, and then came back much later. And uh, the thing that was hard for me to get, and still probably is a bit of a struggle, is to see uh, the story, uh, the, this great narrative, this epic tale, uh, as God's story, uh, rather than the reverse of that, which I hear in so many Bible studies and in so many places, uh, it's always about, it always comes back to the self, rather than saying, uh, you know, praising God for, you know, for being in his story, for the story to exist at all, uh, the, the, the tremendous miracle of it, uh, and, and just kind of living and breathing and seeing, like you have said, that, you know, we've talked about it so many times, then when a good thing happens to you or somebody says something nice to you, you say, bless the Lord, you're pointing to God. And it's, it's, I think the church is, is sometimes in some places just not getting that message across that it's not all about me and it's not all about you. It's about the God of the Bible who created us for his purposes, not for our own. 
really. And, and the only difference between your beginning and mine is that I had a community around me that formed me in this truth and took me on a discipleship path, apprenticed me into it. And it's really a call for us. Uh, if we want to see our world be a better place for the next generation, it's not going to be by getting them the best education possible and making sure that their trust fund is all set up. It's going to be by passing on a biblical reality of life, uh, of who God is and that his love endures forever. I give that a triple amen. <laughs> <laughs>